Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grill Dad Discussions podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and our belief is that the relationship between the father and a daughter is one of the most important relationships in a woman's life. Therefore, our mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by spreading the voices of girl dads to the world to give love and support to all of our girl dads uh, and their our de- girl dads and their daughters. So if you guys haven't already, make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, follow us on all of our social media pages. Make sure that you guys are following us, especially on YouTube. Uh, when you subscribe to our YouTube channel, we actually share a channel with our partner, podcast, which is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And so when you subscribe to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, then there you will find us uh, as a podcast also on that same channel. So make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share to us on all of our channels. Uh, Outside of YouTube, everything else is still the same. We have our own uh, Girl Dead Discussions uh, page on Facebook, our own page, um, our own uh, podcast, should I say, on the podcast listening platforms. But the only thing that we share is the YouTube channel uh, with the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Uh, and also, make sure that you guys, uh, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast. Um, but you got to stay until the end in order to hear that information. So you can win $100 from the podcast, but you got to stay and listen in order to win. So I'm not going to tell you, uh, I'm not going to tell you guys when <laughs> or how until the end of the podcast for you guys to listen and find out. So our next segment, what we want to uh, throw in real quick is our product of the week. So as you guys know that we are a self-sustained uh, podcast and the way that we uh, stay on the air and do the things that we need to do is by selling you products. And so our product of the week is a new product, which I'm very glad to bring to you guys. It is my new ebook, which is called Start Your Podcast Now in Only Three Steps. So if you think, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, you can go to uh, ebooksbyejames.com, which is my ebook website. Again, that's ebooksbyejames.com. And you will find that um, the ebook start your podcast now in only three steps. You can have your podcast up and running in less than a day, really, if you wanted to. And so you can go there and find that that is our product of the week. So today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest. But this guest is very familiar. If you are uh, familiar with myself, and the Deal to Heal with Eve James podcast. You are very familiar with this guest. Yana, how are you doing? Fine. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me here. I always love to come and join you. No problem. No problem. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else, but you are here with me and my listeners, and I definitely appreciate it. Uh, to all the listeners who don't know from the Girl Discussions podcast, on our partner podcast, which is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, uh, when I got that part, actually, we go even back further than that because before I even started the podcast, um, yes. and I was on Instagram as friends to fatherless yeah. daughters, and uh, Yana contacted me about uh, doing a live with her. One of my first time ever doing a live, yeah. and we did the live. Actually, we did several of them. And then when I started the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and I said, who did I want to be my very first guest on the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast? And it was no other than Yana. And so that was the first. And now as on the Girl Dead Discussions podcast, I also wanted you to be the first because now you are the first daughter and female to be on the Girl Girl Dead Discussions podcast podcast. And so I said, hey, I got to have Yana back, right? Just start this thing <laughs> off right. So <laughs> thank you once again, Yana. Thank for- you. <laughs> no thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess as a, a daughter of, of course, a mother and a father and with the history that I have and the work that I do and having a daughter myself. Yes. I mean, I guess um, it's good for me to be here. I might have <laughs> a thing or two to share. Definitely, definitely. So speaking of which, so let's go back a little bit and let you introduce yourself uh, to my listeners who may be new to you and tell yeah. them who you are and what it is that you actually do. Okay. Um, well, yes. Welcome, everybody. If you are new to me, I am Yana. 
my last name, you don't need to pronounce it. It's German and very difficult for people to remember, but it's totally fine. So I am a father-daughter coach specialized in helping fathers reconnect with their daughters, especially if they have been apart from their daughters for many years, maybe, or they have gone through or are still going through parental alienation. So sometimes I deal with fatherless daughters as well. They um, reach out. So um, I've started, let's say, um, more often to coach fatherless daughters as well, having very good results. It's a great experience. But primarily, I am known for coaching fathers. All right. All right. So in that space, uh, like I said, Yana was my first guest uh, on the girl uh, on the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. So we talked a lot about, um, mm. you know, the father daughter uh, space um, because myself as being a uh, fatherless daughter advocate, you know, um, that's kind of how I even got into this whole space of podcasting, you know, as I was being asked to be guests on other podcasts. And, and so I, I ended up starting my own. Um, but we had a, a great conversations, you know, between me and Yana um, about, you know, just the upbringings and things like that. So Yana, I want to go a little bit uh, back. One of the questions, uh, actually two questions, generally I would ask my dads and I will say, what does it mean for you to be a girl dad, you know, and what is something that your daughter has taught you. So we're going to change it up just a little bit for you. So I'm going to ask you, what does it mean for you to be a girl mom? And what is something that your daughter has taught you? Um, yeah, that's a great question. And believe it or not, I've never been asked this question before. So this is awesome. I love being asked for the first time. Um, yeah, I mean, what is, uh, yeah, what is, special about having a daughter as a mom, as, as a woman. So being a mom of a daughter, for me, what is really special there and important is that, um, of course, you see her a little bit as a version of you or you see yourself in your daughter mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So you relive many experiences by seeing how your daughter is dealing with stuff. Um, you remember a lot of your past, maybe, by seeing your daughter develop and grow and, you know, um, experience different things. So that is um, something that I think is very important. And my daughter actually teaches me stuff every single day. So she teaches me that um, some of my reactions when I was a kid were pretty normal, <laughs> that I was maybe just the same. She also shows me how um, one can react in a completely different way to the same stuff. Um, she teaches me to be a better person oftentimes because she's much smarter than I am. So she's often the one telling me, mom, you know, why don't we do it this way next time? So she's teaching me to check myself and to not take things for granted. And to, um, she's reminding me that I grow and I have to learn all the time if I want to be a, a better mother and a better person. Great. Great. So Yana, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh your upbringing, right? Because in the in the work that you do, and we're definitely going to get into talk about the work that you do. Um, again, so the, the podcast, one of the main things that I want to do uh, with this podcast is to, you know, open up the discussion um, about, you know, not only fatherless daughters, but also with kind of balancing the narrative of fatherless daughters, you know, by uh, amplifying the voices of dads that are in the life of their daughters. Um, but you're kind of on that, that opposite side when the way that, that you are, you know, you grew up. So tell us a little bit about, you know, just your upbringing, uh, as a, as a daughter and growing up as a fatherless daughter and how has some of that, you know, maybe affected you, uh, in the ways that kind of led you into the work that you do. Yeah. Um, of course. And, um, I always like explaining this because I think it helps people understand why I do what I do when I'm transparent and I really, um, yeah, just tell the truth as it is. Um, some people even get confused, like, oh, how can she help people if she has that background? But it's actually because I grew up as a fatherless daughter and I know how complex um, daddy-daughter relationships can be when there is really no bond that was created properly in childhood in the early stages that's why i can really understand um 
the daughters of my clients very well when they react a certain way, when they say, look, she doesn't really trust me. What do I do? For example, so I grew up uh, fatherless. My parents never married. Like it was very common for people in the 70s in Germany. If you were progressive and educated to a certain degree, it's like marriage wasn't cool to you. So they didn't really value being married. It was never really a plan that they had. So um, they had me because they really wanted to have a child together. But um, very early on in the relationship, um, them living together, me being born, um, my mother decided that that wasn't a good setting to raise her daughter in. She always explains things that she saw my father do um, when he was, you know, raising his son from his previous marriage, who was already 10 years old. Um, he was divorced. He got full custody in the late 70s, which was very rare. That's a whole other topic and why that mm -hmm. came to be. But my mother told me later when I asked that um, she saw how he dealt with his son, his daily life, um, his own, you know, temperament. And she thought that wasn't a good space for me to, to grow up. And she had a lot of arguments and she tried to change things. And according to her, which is the only thing I can say, I mean, I have no reason to disbelieve her, but that was her perception at the time that mm -hmm. a better option was to just go because she thought it would be a more calm and safe environment for me. Um, so that's why I grew up without my father in the home. I know that my parents actually remained friends in very good, on very good terms, um, but there was never a consistent um, father-daughter relationship. So it wasn't like there was a schedule or I would see him every day. So I know that that bond wasn't really um, being built in childhood the way that it's built in, in a nuclear family, for example. So by the time I was three, my mom decided to move to Spain, from Germany to Spain. So pre-internet times, that was very far away. Um, later on, my biological father even moved to Spain for a while. So he was pretty much in the area. But um, it turns out that he never really showed much interest in having that relationship with me on a in a consistent way. So I grew up not knowing if he was around. Sometimes I didn't know if he was dead or alive. I couldn't really reach him. I grew up pretty much asking my mother often, you know, why doesn't he visit me? Doesn't he care? You know, is there something wrong with me? So I know all that stuff firsthand. Later in life, I was blessed with a very kind, uh, wonderful stepdad, but that came when I was like 11 years old and the early stages of development, you know, the, the, this time where it really maps out <laughs> the rest of your life in a way, um, that was already done. So, um, yeah, I kind of didn't miss my father all the time because my normal was him not being there. But at the same time, I very much suffered the consequences of really being fatherless, not knowing him really, um, only seeing him a few times in my whole childhood that I can count with one hand here. And, um, yeah, not having that bond, not having that trust, him not really knowing who I am. So um, that's why I ended up not only doing life coaching, which is amazing, you know, but I felt I needed to do something more um, where I could use my life experience for something positive to maybe help other daughters have a different outcome. And I decided to do that through the fathers because I saw how my father really rejected any kind of advice, even from family members to change his approach in how to deal with me so I could trust him and rebond with him in a certain way. So I thought, well, maybe other fathers, you know, all these fathers who always ask me for advice, what if I tell them a few things that I wish my father had tried with me? And it turned out to work very well. So I thought, oh, wow, this is uh, really working. Let's really work on it and make it, um, you know, like a training that I can duplicate, that I can apply with um, as many fathers as possible. So I started doing it, and that's when my reconnection training initially was born. And a few years ago, I decided to go online so the whole world could see what I do. And, um, yeah, I've been work working globally, also specializing a lot in parental alienation issues um, since then. All right, all right. And, and, and it's been a great – it's been great to watch from afar. You know, just uh, <laughs> your growth. You know, since we met, you know, because originally, yeah. like I said, you reached out to me, and I was already just brand new to you know Instagram and the whole 
internet stuff myself, you know, so I was just honored that you you reached out to me and then just, mm. you know, having our conversations, you know, over the, the years that we've been doing this and the, the lives we've done together and uh, even the episodes that we recorded, it's just been awesome. Uh, and, and I'm very proud of you, if I can say so, you know, and oh, not just proud you. because of, of the work that you do, but also yeah. the, the content of the work. You know, and of course we've we've had conversations before, you know, but like your information and your your background and what you teach the fathers, you know, is really solid advice, you know. And so I'm very uh happy that you do the work you do. Also, I wanna I wanna touch on on one thing that you said. Um you mentioned about your stepdad, you know, and, and having a great stepdad. And I definitely me being a, a stepdad myself, um, I always try to uh you know voice that also, you know, that number one, it's okay to be a stepdad, you know, because when we come into yeah. the lives of someone who has already has a child, that child needs love. And if that father is not there and you step into that role, you know, it's an honor to do it. And it's always great to hear about other stepdads that has stepped in the lives, stepped up in the lives of, of children and really played a, a positive, a positive role, you know, and so I'm, I'm grateful uh, that you shared that uh, even in your life that you did have a, a, a stepdad who, you know, came in and, and had a positive effect in, in your life. Um, I want to talk a little bit, Yana, um, about the, the work that you do, you know, because uh, I think that it's very important with the reconnecting, you know, with fathers. And, and when we say reconnecting for those that you don't know, it's when you've been out of your daughter's life for whatever time period, you know, for yeah. whatever reasons, Right. That's it's going to be a whole we're not even going down that street. But the important part is now that you're here, you know, how are we going to reconnect? How are we going to come back into the lives of, you know, of a daughter of, you know, of mm-hmm. your daughter? And so just as uh, advice, let's let's start from the beginning. And let's just say, you know, I'm a new father, uh, not a new father, but I'm recently new. You know, I'm coming back in. You know, I've been gone for a while. And I know that one problem is, you know, when some fathers uh, reconnect with their daughters, they kind of look at them as where they left them, you know? So if the daughter was two when they left and now she's 22, but the father in his mind, he still sees the two-year-old girl and don't necessarily see her as who she is now. So just in that scenario with a father that's coming back into the life of a daughter, it necessarily doesn't have to be that old, but just coming back into her life and from his viewpoint, still looking at her as the same person, the same age, you know, being able to look at her that way and not realizing in his absence, she's grown into a whole nother person. So what advice would you give that father in that reconnection process for that, you know, in that scenario? Um, Yes, this is a very good question. Um, Let me answer it by remembering that today, a lady commented on one of my posts. It wasn't a video, it was just a post with some text on it. And in that post, anybody can go to Instagram, Yana Coaching, you know, and see it. It's from yesterday. And this lady commented today that she didn't quite understand my approach, that she felt that it was like, you know, a little bit awkward advice or that that I was giving there. She didn't really get it. And that she really felt that a lot of the time I was maybe posting these things with a certain tone or, or message maybe to get more likes and more engagement. And the first time I said is, look, um, if I really wanted to have that much more engagement, I would post bikini pictures or something that really would give me more notoriety or that is more mainstream and people actually seem to click on that all the time, you know? So right. first of all, no. And I told her... Um, I told her why I thought she maybe didn't get it. And it was something that ties in with what you just asked me very well. What I posted there is that especially fathers who have been away or just out of their daughter's lives for, let's say, seven, eight years, okay, as an example, many of them have suffered parental alienation in the past to some degree. So it's not that they voluntarily checked out on their daughters or didn't want a parent. 
a lot of them had brutal divorces, walked away because they just didn't know what to do. Mom wasn't really encouraging the relationship. Maybe mom was even blocking that relationship from, from happening, from developing. So many fathers have experienced that to, to a certain degree. Not all the cases are the most severe. So they often tell me, Yana, how do I reconnect? You know, I've been grieving my daughter like she was dead. I've been feeling like my daughter was not alive anymore. That's the way I have been grieving for years. So what I posted is something that is also in my, my book. I'm going to talk about this later because I have some news. Um, I say you have to stop. You have to change that limiting belief and mindset that is very deeply tied to an emotion that your daughter isn't alive because if you're still internally grieving and your mind is taking that as reality because your mind doesn't discriminate, it takes the thoughts all as truth, then who the hell are you going to reconnect with? If in your heart and your mind you really live like you're grieving, a child that is still alive. So this lady didn't really understand it. She said, oh, this is weird. You don't live in reality. That's how fathers feel. So you need to acknowledge that emotion. And I said, yes, I, pretty, I very much do. And that emotion has a reason for being there. But the first thing we need to do, if you really have been grieving in that way, is that you need to change that mindset and the emotions that come with it and say, okay, my daughter is alive. She is there. That's why I'm going to now learn how I can reach out and how to approach reconnection. So first thing is keep in mind that your daughter has always been there. Mm -hmm. Even if in your reality, you felt like she wasn't really there anymore for you. So first of all, be in the now and understand that she's there, that she's been growing up without you, that you don't know anything about her reality and that you will need to pick her up right where you left her. That means you need to understand she's a grown-up now or, or a, an older teenager maybe, but emotionally, part of her never really grew up. Part of her is still a little girl who, who's wondering maybe where dad is. So you will need to be very careful in how you approach her. Um, you will need to get to be prepared for her emotions, whatever she might say, how she might react to you. Maybe she is angry. Or she's raging because she doesn't understand where you were. Or she doesn't know the whole story. So it is important for fathers to understand, yes, she's there. She's grown up now. I'm the one who has the responsibility to pick her up. And to do that, I cannot go there and expect her to want to talk about me and listen to me. Mm -hmm. So focus on her. You will first need to listen and to wait for her to have certain questions for you. Never go there and say, well, now that I finally meet you, um, I'll have the chance to finally talk about how I saw this or what happened to me because I had such a bad time. So never do that because you might encounter a daughter there who's not interested at all and who will say, look, first of all, you please answer my questions. Where were you? For example, you know, so don't go there and make it about you. You will need to make it about her and have a lot of patience and learn a few things that will be very important and will help you really gain your trust because she will need to trust you in order to meet you a second time, in order to feel comfortable for you to call her or to meet it, you know, your new family. So don't rush it. A lot of time has passed and you have no idea what her reality was like maybe. Did she have a stepdad? Did mom only struggle? Maybe she witnessed several relationships mom had Maybe aggression was involved. Maybe she was bullied in school or went through stuff that could have been prevented, you know? So always do your homework and try to approach this really as a, as a project that you want to be successful. And in order to do that and to really increase your chances of successfully bonding again and building some trust there, you will really need to take it step by step Detach yourself from the outcome. Don't expect a lot of things to be, you know, really happy and easy in the beginning. And have patience and make it about her, not about you. This is, this is like what I would say to anybody who maybe only has 15 minutes to talk to me. Right. That is what I say to them. And I think it's a good start. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a very good start. And and one of the things um, that I that I advise, you know, uh, which you hit on a little bit is don't go in trying to tell your story, right? Yes. Don't come in trying to tell your story and don't come in trying to defend um, defend yourself by what they may have heard in the past, right? Yes. So I talk about, you know, you don't know what the storyline has been since you've yeah. been out of the picture, you know? And unfortunately, mm -hmm. a lot of the times, you know, the father is made to look like the bad guy. Yeah, he left because of this or whatever. And in his absence, he wasn't there to defend himself. However, during the reconnection, especially in the uh, in the beginning stages of the reconnection, that is not the time to try to tell your side of the story. That is not mm -hmm. the time to try to defend, you know, what well, this wasn't right or your mom said this or this happened. That's not the time for that. The time for no. that, that time then is to actually reconnect and start to rebuild the relationship itself with your with your daughter, you know, mm -hmm. and to begin to build that. And in her time, you know, she will ask you, you know, okay, what happened? You know, she will give the invitation to find out. You yeah. know, you're out of a story when she's ready. And I, I remember reading a, a a book. I can't think of the name of it right now. And I was reading it. It was a, a written by a father's daughter. And she was say, telling her um, her viewpoint of a situation that she had with her own father, right, as an adult. So this was years. They had actually reconnected by then. And, you know, she was an adult. And she was uh, telling the story of they were in her home one day. Uh, him and her, they're in the kitchen. And on this, this particular day, she decided to ask, you know, as an adult, she was already grown with her own kids at this point. But she asked him, you know, why weren't you there? And she said he began to, you know, kind of give his side of the story or whatever. And she cut him off and she said, you know what? I don't even care what the story line was. I just want to hear you say that I'm sorry that you wasn't there. You know, yes. and she said, take a second for him to kind of get it. And then he just turned and just said, I'm sorry that I wasn't there, you know, and that started a whole nother conversation, looking at it from another lens that it doesn't even matter why you weren't there, you know, but to hear those words that you're apologetic for the fact that you weren't there. And she began to say in the book that they just had a moment and embrace each other. And, you know, he began to just, just continually yes. apologize for not being there. And I think that's very important for, uh, our it fathers to, to take that, to be able to take that time to say, you know what, it doesn't even matter why I was gone, but I'm sorry that I wasn't here. And what can we do now to, you know, regain that bond? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I mean, this is always so amazing for me to hear. And I um, witness, in a way, how clients of mine um, reconnect, reunite with their daughters after many years, you know, sometimes months after we finish our coaching, because some changes need some time to sink in, to become part of your nature, you know, and then things start to shift, or while we're working on it. So um, for a lot of us, and I say us now for speaking for all fatherless daughters, or the vast majority of them, it often doesn't matter what happened between mom and dad and who was right and who was wrong and who did what and who said what to whom. And in the end, when you're an adult and you're mature enough, it's like, I don't even want to hear that. That's something for you guys to discuss if you want to. That was your story. My story was that you weren't there. And I don't care if you have certain excuses now or stories that you want to tell me. So no, I just want to know that you know that what happened affected me in a very bad way that it could have impacted me so positively to at least know that I was loved or to know that you were somewhere and thought about me so even if it wasn't possible for you to contact me don't talk to me about your drama with my mom 20 years ago I need to know from you now how you feel about it and if you feel yes it was absolutely wrong whatever happened how we handled it wasn't fair to you was it really good enough for you to be happy? So I am sorry, you know, we should have been able to find a better solution. We did not. I don't care who's to blame, you know, 40% or 60%. Mm. I am sorry. And maybe I will have to spend many years of my life showing you that I'm really, that I really mean it, you know, and that is so healing. 
when daughters get that and they tell me afterwards, oh my God, you know, what saved me is that I saw he truly felt sorry and he understood what it did to me. And this is also um, something I tell fathers all the time. Until you don't understand what it means to fully understand what you not being there did to your daughter, you're not going to be able to build total, full, transparent trust. There is always going to be a certain barrier that you communicate with. Like, hmm, there is always this thing in between. And it's often when the daughter somehow sense, he doesn't really get yet how it messed me up that he wasn't there. And I don't care why, but he needs to understand my situation and what it was like. So, you know, I can even tell you, I never got that from my father until today. He's not able to say, I'm sorry, I was responsible for some stuff. I should have been there. I just had the wrong priorities and I didn't do it. You know, it's fine. I'm not going to go and hit him or anything, but right. some people will never say it. And then you have to learn something that might even sound more difficult, which is not expecting anything anymore because you know this person is just not capable somehow of understanding that or of giving you the respect as their child to say how you felt. So if they can't, if they're that limited, okay, then you have to deal with that too and overcome that situation. Um, being able to land in a space where you say, okay, I don't feel angry about it anymore. I have a life that I like now. I'm in charge of my life. Whatever this person does, who's maybe, you know, a parent, okay, if he can't see it, it's not my fault. It has nothing to do with me anymore. So sometimes you might not even get the apology, but um, it is important um, mm. that fathers can learn how to express that, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's really important, even for fathers who may not even have been, uh like out of their kids' life. Yeah. Because I'll give my, my own ex experience with my daughter. My daughter moved, uh, her and her mom moved to another state, right? And Whoa. so even though we were still in contact physically, I couldn't be there, you know, uh, as much as I would like to, you know? And so there even came a time that we had a conversation and I had to apologize, which I think is definitely necessary for just parents as a whole to be able to have a conversation with their children when they've been wrong and say, hey, like you said earlier, maybe we didn't handle that situation right. You know, maybe as a parent, I did something wrong, you know, or I yeah. just, maybe I, it was in my best intentions. I had the best intentions of it, but it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And so even in my own life, you know, having a conversation with my daughter, I had to apologize because yes, I was there, you know, but maybe I should have, you know, did things where you guys didn't have to move. Or, you know, you stay with me or, or whatever, you know, whatever the situation, however we could have worked it out, it didn't work out that way. And so just saying, look, I'm sorry for not being there to be able to protect you, maybe even from some things that I could have protected you from, even though I was still around, you know, I wasn't a, an absent father. Yeah. I'm sure there were times where my presence was not there and it was felt, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean. And for you to be able to say these things, it shows that you have the maturity, you know, to, to realize that's really important. And um, you're a conscious person. You're not somebody who is really very much centered on themselves or who have personality disorders and really cannot see beyond themselves and how they experienced stuff and how they felt everybody wasn't fair to them. So that's also a problem that we sometimes have to deal with parents who are just not behaving in an adult fashion, who might even have, you know, personality disorders or tendencies that are really not helping. So then it makes it harder for daughters to really reconnect or the reconnection might fail. And at least they get closure and they see, okay, it's not my fault. That's all I can do. You know, this person just cannot deal with it with maturity. Um, and it's sad. It's sad because it can be quite a lot. But um, yeah, I guess it only makes you more conscious later for your kids and mm -hmm. to understand other people better. Um, and in my case, of course, I mean, so many people say, oh my God, if you didn't even reconnect successfully, if you right now don't even have a really good relationship with your dad, how, you can, how can you teach other people anything? I mean, it's because I know <laughs> what makes it fail that I know how to teach others to actually you know, not make certain mistakes. 
Right. So, yeah, that happened to me quite recently when I was on an episode for um, The Fallen State on The Fallen State Show. And mm -hmm. um, so many people was on the comments, oh, this lady cannot possibly help anybody. Look what she said. She can't even forgive her father, which, it, which is not entirely true. But um, you don't really need to have the perfect situation yourself to be able to help others. That is a really false belief. And yeah. it's like with trauma, the people who are usually more skilled to help you overcome trauma or guide you through the process are the ones who've done it before. So they might not even be done with their learning process, but it doesn't matter. They have the tools and the skills to help you. So that is okay. Right. And then as, as we know, you know, especially in the coaching space, our, our losses are lessons. Right. And so whatever lesson you're going to learn one or two things, you're going to learn what to do yeah. or you're going to learn what not to do. You know, and so yes. in your, in your, with your experience, you can teach of what not to do, you know. Yeah. And so by the by your very uh, um, explanation, like you just said, of, of not having the reconnection with your father, like you said, I can tell you what not to do. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> because I know exactly what not to do because of my own experiences. And so. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, because I'm very stubborn, that's why I never give up on any of my clients and why I think I'm very thorough and very consistent because I am stubborn, which can be terrible on a daily basis with certain people that are around <laughs> me. But it actually is put to good use when I say, look, no, 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 I'm not going to give up on you. I know today you're you know, not really happy with what we have to talk about or you feel that you maybe um, were not entirely uh, nice to me last session because you just felt terrible and you started yelling it's fine I don't give up on anybody because I'm stubborn so my stubbornness actually um, made me stay for 10 years in this let's say frame where I was trying to reconnect and rebond with my father other people would have left after the first six months but I actually stayed there and said look I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. He might have been a bad father, but, you know, look, he's a good grandfather. You know, we might not be able to talk about this stuff, but we can do that stuff. But mm -hmm. him being a really difficult person, that's why, you know, so many people um, that I know knew him from, you know, many years ago actually don't deal with him anymore. I really think today that he is the example of the father or mother with a personality disorder who just cannot be empathetic, even with his own kids. So I stayed for so long that in the end I said, okay, fine, I've tried everything. I've given myself and him any opportunities that I knew to give. And you know what? In the end, it always comes back to a really toxic interaction that I really not, you know, really want to get away from because this way we'll both be, be happier, maybe. So this happens too, and this I'm saying why, not because I want to explain myself to everybody, but because people come to me and tell me that, that they're ashamed because they couldn't make that work, or they think, oh, maybe I should have been better. Maybe I should just forgive him and everything will be good. You cannot push people into forgiving somebody because, for example, in my case, if I tell my father, or oh, I forgive you 100%, it won't help him understand any better. It will just give him the message that, okay, now everything's fine, so we can be a happy family, which doesn't always happen. You can have a more family-like relationship with a friend than with somebody who's your own blood, you know, who's in your, really in your family. So I always tell people, don't blame yourself if you really tried and you just couldn't make it work, you know. If you give your parent the opportunity it's on them in the end to decide how to deal with it. They had the responsibility to raise you. For some reason, they didn't. If they cannot come and say, look, um, I don't know how to deal with this. This is hard on me, too. Um, I see that you're very angry, but no, I don't, I don't really want to listen to you because I think you should be a grown-up by now and get over it. Let's all be happy. If that's not enough, you know? <laughs> then it's just what you got. Just work with it and never feel guilty for not being able to reconnect successfully. Sometimes yeah. it might not even be your job anymore. There is nothing more you can do, but you can get closure and you can feel much better about it with time. 
Yeah. And one of the things that I that I say to fatherless daughters is, you know, even after you've reconnected, you know, with your father and when you come into it, there are some things that you need to receive from that relationship now, you know, and once you get to the point that you've really recognized that, OK, he's not trying to change and he's not trying to give me what I need from this interaction. He's just trying to get what he needs, you know, because a lot of fathers you know, absent fathers, sometimes they just want to make themselves feel better. Oh, I'm here now, yes. you know, and yes. so they want to make themselves feel better, but not giving you what you need, you know, as the daughter. And so I always say, when it gets to that point where you really re recognize that, you know what, things are not changing, things are not, you know, going yeah. the way that you wanted to do. And he's making a, a choice not to give me what I need, then feel free to walk away because sometimes yes, that's just exactly. what it is. You know, exactly. sometimes like, you know what, I tried, you know, yeah. and it's time that I, I move on. And sometimes that's just what it is. So, yes, but at least you'll have you'll have met him. You might be able to see what kind of person he is. You might be able to understand certain parts of him. You might be able to see some stuff, you know, in him that you recognize that you see in yourself, too. Um, you know, you might know more about that side of the family. So. There is always, I think, something positively that is good to get out of it, even if you don't fully reconnect in the end. It gives you closure. It can help you a lot with your own identity. Once you have kids of your own, you know, it's it's good to know certain things that you have the occasion to ask, to spend time with that person, maybe even see things that you say, oh, my God, now I see where certain things come from. I don't want to have that in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Every time I hear mothers, for example, say, well, no, my ex was a bad guy. I don't really think my daughter needs to meet him. She's not missing on anything. It's like, um, look, you don't know. It's her life now. Let her do it. She will need to make these decisions, to feel those feelings, to ask these questions, whatever they might be. And she has the right to deal with that in her own way, at her own pace. It's not something running on your schedule. It's something that she will do when she needs to and the way that she can do it. So guide your kids into doing it if that's what they want to do, to meet their father, even if you think he was a completely, um, you know, insufferable being. Mm -hmm. um, she might get closure. She might benefit from dealing with that. Even if it comes with some suffering and tears, you know, it doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, Yana, before we go into the, the next segment uh, of the podcast, I want you to <clears throat> just talk to our listeners a little bit. Tell them a little bit more about your program uh, and yeah. how it works for the fathers that would like to connect with you. And also a little bit more even about your book. Okay. Um, right now, I actually have uh, <laughs> what I call a summer discount for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I do it always on, around Christmas. I like to do it in the summer. And um, it just helps some people who say, look, I know what you do is great, but sometimes, you know, not everybody has uh, stable enough finances or that much money lying around. So they say, I just need to plan carefully. And it's mm -hmm. great if I can include them too. And um, I just do it twice or three times a year. So um, one of the programs, for example, that I use the most, that most fathers um, like, um, yeah, starting, getting started with, is what I call six, uh, six weeks intensive coaching and guidance for fathers. So whether you've been alienated or you're dealing with parental alienation or you say, look, I need the classic reconnection training because now I know where my daughter is. I can connect with her, but I don't know what to do. I don't want to mess it up. Or I tried before and it wasn't a success, but I can try again. Can you help me this time? So with this uh, program, what I do is really tailored to you, exclusive one-on-one -on -one coaching. What does that mean? Um, if you get started, for example, I first have to listen to you, ask you a few questions, and I'll see how to work with you and what you need. If I'm 100% sure I can deliver that and really help you, then I will take you on. And um, we will have not only a weekly session or two, we won't have a workbook that is like standard for everybody, I actually create the content that you need to support your process according to what you need, to your personality, to your way of learning, and to what will be useful to you. So 
I only will write material and send it to you as a bonus thing if you need it. And I'll send you what you need, not what I think you should have. So um, that is one thing that is important to know. And I give you real-time assistance, which means if you're dealing with your ex, with a lot of conflict, with an alienated child, whatever the situation might be, you don't have to wait until we have a session with me. You can actually message me on the Telegram app and say, look, I'm freaking out. This is what's happening right now. I'm very anxious. How do I deal with it? So I'll respond, even if it's on a Sunday. Of course, if it's nothing urgent, people usually respect that it's the weekend. But otherwise, I actually always respond and we deal with it in real time. Mm -hmm. So whether you need reassurance to know that what you're doing is in the right direction, whether you need a practical advice because your kid is doing something that you don't know how to deal with. I will help you when things happen. So that's what real-time assistance means in my case. And that's why I say I really coach very exclusively. It's not the same table of contents for everybody or the same personal development stuff that other people maybe give. Um, I really work with you and give things that are working, that will be working for you. Maybe not for Jim, but it will work for Mike or for Joe, you know? So there is no two programs that are exactly the same because I really tailor it to you. So um, this is what I do mostly. Other fathers engage in a three-month program that is even more holistic. It's often even dads who say, look, um, I have reconnected successfully now, but where do I go from there? <laughs> because that damaged, this damaged my identity quite a bit. I'm thinking, you know, what when I want to date again? How do I actually approach that now? How do I become the person I want to be? Not only the father who had all these issues. So you can also be in coaching for three months. It works slightly differently, but very similarly as well. Um, and some people just do one or two or three separate sessions with me and they're fine because that's all they need. So um, that's what I do basically. And uh, everyone who is interested, you can go to my website or to my Instagram. I'm sure you will share the information maybe somewhere. Otherwise, um, I will have to say it again before we, we wrap this up. Um, well, you you and, can say it, say it now for yeah. those that are listening. So, so thank you right yeah. now. So if you're watching this, you see my name here, name and last name. So if you type in the search bar, three W's dot Yana Herde, all in one dot com. That is my website, and there you can find everything, the links to book a consultation so I know you and see what you would need, the link to, to donate. If you love my work and you want to donate, please do, because I'm trying to make more things happen to help more people. Um, you can also send me a question or an, an email directly to my inbox privately that I will get 100%. You can also apply for one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to see a little form, so I see what would be more suitable for you and I will get in touch. So you can use the website. Otherwise on Instagram, it's Yana Coaching, all in one with a J in the beginning, um, not a G or anything. So that is where I post most of my daily content. Um, yeah, that is what you can do. And about my book, uh, actually up until now, I always sold my book uh, through my social media through my website, and most of the time it was my clients who got that, these PDF files. Every chapter I had in a PDF file, and I just gave it to people so they can download or print it out and read it and work on it. Um, now I'm in the process on, uh, of publishing it on Amazon, so it's on Kindle as a paperback and all that stuff. So I hope to have that ready and published by the end of the month. It's called Father-Daughter Reconnection, The Basics. And I believe it's really, uh, I don't know, people, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's really a quite unique uh, piece of work that is really practical guidance and advice for a father who wants to reconnect after maybe 10 years, for example, and doesn't know how to approach it. So what to say, what not to say, what mistakes to avoid, how to do that, which things you need to take into account to have the right mindset before you start. And um I don't know. I've received a lot of positive feedback in the last two years since I have been given this out or people have been able to buy it. And um, I think it will help a lot of people. I hope so. 
Yes, yes. And I know it will. And of course, of course yes. I've, I've gotten my copy and uh, I definitely stand by it. I think it's a great book. Um, and I really hope that, you know, the fathers that are listening, even those, the fathers who have been in the lives of, of their daughters, because one thing yeah. is that with the, with the situation of fatherless daughters, even if you're not a fatherless daughter, you know one, right? Even if you're not an absent father, yeah. you know one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think uh, the the information, the book is a great book to have. And I definitely believe that, you know, if you can't use it yourself, you definitely know someone who can use the information. Uh, and I think that even, like I said, even if you haven't been a, you know, absent father, it's still good information to know because you never know when you might need it and may, when you might be able to use it to help someone yeah. else, just to impart some of that wisdom into uh, someone else. So, you. yeah, we're going to jump right into the next uh, segment of the podcast, which is called Getting to the Core segment. Um, the Getting to the Core segment is a segment that I, I created um, off of the book the ebook, The Four Core, which is the four core values that every daughter should get from her father, which is an ebook that I wrote um, mm -hmm. after um, really paying attention to my relationship with my daughter and also the, the relationship of my father and my sisters and, and different things. And so I compounded this um, book that I came out that I came up with with the four core, which is four at its core the four values that every father should give uh, to their daughter. And so the four uh, core, the four values are number one is guidance. Number two is affirmation. Number three is love and affection. And number four is protection. So <coughs> it's guidance, mm -hmm. affirmation, love and affection. And the last one is protection. So of those yes. four, you know, um, and I, I think that, very much so they're, they're all four as is very important but just as a reflection of uh who you are and your your upbringing with dealing with your dad if there was one of the core values that you would have liked to receive or one that you would definitely want your daughter to receive right now in her life which one would that be mm, yeah i I apologize because I didn't read the whole thing. I still have mm -hmm. it there as a pending, um, yeah, pending, uh, yeah, exercise <laughs> for me to actually read that. But I read the core four and I said, yeah, of course, he knows what he's talking about. That's why I agree 100%. That's like universal. All of mm -hmm. us know those four if we, if we work with these topics. So I can maybe summarize this a bit. Um, not having a father to guide me in any way, of course, didn't wasn't good. I, I missed a lot of guidance. Um, now that I'm an adult and I've known him, I see that he wasn't really very capable of guiding me in a lot of situations. He wouldn't have been capable, but I luckily had a mother who, I don't know why, she was pretty good at guiding me through certain things, but I still miss the guidance from dad. Um, protection is very important. It's like a flower. If you don't protect it, it's going to die or be very damaged after mm -hmm. a certain amount of time. And I definitely can uh, tell everyone here listening that there are, I mean, I cannot believe that there is any fatherless daughter out there who can say, I never came across a person or I never was in a situation where I know if dad would have been there, these people would have never tried certain things. Mm -hmm. Or I would have been out of these dangerous situations earlier. So I miss the father's protection big time. Um, later in life, I even was able to ask him certain things like, look, are you aware of this situation when I was, I don't know, four years old? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was aware. Okay, why didn't you do anything? You were mm -hmm. even nearby at that time. Why didn't you do it? So I don't think he was really capable of delivering that either. And obviously, he never made the effort. So really, some fathers are that way. So I miss that big time. And I think validation, going with love and care, is one of the most important ones. Because fatherless daughters, let's say the vast majority of them, 
will always run after men who are maybe not adequate and will always try so hard to get men's validation if that isn't there to give that. And that can lead to a lot of disaster, to making a lot of bad decisions that are not good for you, that have terrible consequences. It leads to even more lack of self-worth once you see that you've made all that effort and still you don't get validation. You know, we can go to incredible lengths to try to get care and love and validation that we didn't get from that. So they're all important, but mm -hmm. love, care, go. Okay. All right. We had lost you for a, a quick second. <laughs> but yeah. I, I want to say, Yana, because uh, you actually, I was going to ask two questions, but you actually answered the second question. So the second oh. question would have been, <laughs> If you could add a value, what would that value be? But you answered it with, with validation. We're adding validation to it. Um, and I think that fits right in with, with everything else. So, Yana, again, I want to say thank you so very much, not only for uh, for being a guest this time, but also for being a, a previous guest. And, and, and from my heart, I really want to say thank you for the work that you do. Um, because you know, I'm sure you heard my story a million times. But as as my experience, you know, with fatherless daughters and um, my relationships with them, you know, I'm so happy that the work that you do to be able to help fathers reconnect in a way that, and I and I and I really love it because it's unique, you know, from the daughter's perspective. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, uh, as a father and, and just as a guy. Sometimes we don't really want to hear what another guy has to say, you know, so even if you're telling them right, it's like, well, how do you know better than me? Because I'm a guy, too. But to yeah. hear, you know, <laughs> to hear the story, to hear yeah. the information and to get the coaching from the daughter's point of view, I think is uh, an amazing feat. And I thank you so very much uh, for the work that you do. Um, I want you to leave us uh, with a last word to be a word of advice, word of inspiration, however you feel. You know how you feel. So I, I'll let you have the last word. I'll give you a couple of seconds to think about, you know, how you want to, uh, what you want to say. And definitely give us a, uh, leave us with a word, whatever that word is, and reiterate your uh, website and your uh, social media handles. So I'll give you a second to think about that. Uh, to my listeners, I told you guys uh, that I would tell you how you could win uh, $100 from the podcast, and you can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. What does that mean? That means you must first subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook uh, page, and to our podcast on Spotify. And after you have done those three things, we'll text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win hundred dollars and it's just like that the contest is random so at any time i can pick a name and the contest is also ongoing so once you're in you can always win you don't have to re-up uh you is always there so make sure you guys uh enter our super subscriber contest to win a hundred dollars from the podcast uh by first again subscribing to our youtube page to our facebook page and to our podcast on spotify and then text the word win w-i-n to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. Also, another thing that I've been blessed to be a part of is an organization um, called the Forgiveness Mission. And one, th one of the things that we do is we have free virtual workshops every quarter of the year. Um, you have to go on Eventbrite to register, or you can go to forgivenessmission.com. And so we just talk about forgiveness, especially in this uh, era, when we're talking about the fatherless daughters and the reconnection, that definitely have to be some forgiveness there um, in the on the parts of the fathers and the daughters to make that reconnection possible. So uh, with the Forgiveness Mission, we have free virtual workshops every quarter uh, of the year. And it's, um, you go to forgivenessmission.com and again, you register, it is completely free. And we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, 
forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, uh, forgiveness of the world, you know, just forgiveness as a whole. And I think it's very uh, important for us to learn more about forgiveness. And that is a free event um, that we do every quarter. So that's four times a year. So at the time that you're hearing this, either one just passed or one is coming up. So make sure you go to forgivenessmission.com and register for our next virtual workshop. Also, make sure that you guys are checking out um, our other websites, which is our main website, which is dealhealfulfill.org, which is my main business website, where you can find out more about myself, about the things that I have going on, about booking me to come out to speak at your school, to speak to your students, your teachers, or your event, and also more about uh, the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, the um, so much other stuff that we have on. That's also the links to our eBooks and also our eBook um, website, which is eBooksbyEJames.com. That's eBooksbyEJames.com. Of course, I am E. James. <laughs> so you can go there and find all the eBooks that I have there, including getting your copy of the core four, which is the core four values that every daughter should get from her father. So again, Yana, let me say thank you once again for being on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking out the time to, again, you know, reconnect with me. I always love when we have our, our talks and our discussions, and surely this will not be the last time. <laughs> so uh, I'll allow you to have the last word. Uh, so yeah. of course. Thank you so much for having me. And listen, guys, this is very important. So if you think, oh, this doesn't really apply to me, say this to any father you know who feels that it's maybe too late to reconnect with his daughter, who feels his daughter maybe doesn't love him because of what happened. Whatever. Share this with people. Um, tell everyone that daughters like me who didn't have the benefits of having their father in the home and needed to work so hard to understand why fathers are so needed and what they missed out on. We know that fathers are needed. Fathers are important. We need your guidance. We need you in our lives. We need your example, your strength, your protection. We need it. We benefit from it so much so we can be better women, better mothers, you know, better people, it's 50% of our foundation. When that is missing, we have a problem. So fathers, we need you. Don't think it's too late to reconnect with a daughter or children of yours. Don't believe people who say, well, she's 30 now. What is she going to want to talk about? Every daughter, and I mean every daughter, at a certain point in her life, she can be 18, 20, 28, she will start looking for what happened in her timeline that she wasn't aware of. She will start looking. Did my father actually try to contact me? Was there something, something I don't know about? So nothing is actually better and more life-changing than looking back at your timeline and seeing that your dad never gave up. Even if he wasn't allowed to contact you, he wrote some letters that he kept for you, or he opened an email account for you and wrote you every week so someday he could give you those emails so you see he thought about you every single day. Do whatever it takes so you build her timeline, something for her to look at and see, oh, he actually cared. Because if you see there is nothing, then you only confirm what maybe people have told you. Well, he didn't care, right? He didn't do anything. So build her timeline. Help her so in the future she can look back and say, okay, it's not too late. I can actually meet my dad. I need to question things. She will benefit from it in ways you cannot imagine. So be there, be present. And even if it's long distance, be present. And don't think it's too late. Don't believe people who tell you that. It is not true. In most cases, it's not true. And if you need help, of course, I'm here to pick you up. I will never judge you. I will look for solutions for you. All right. And Yana, where can they find you again? They can find me on uh, www.yanaherde.com, J-A-N-A-H-E-R-D-E. That's the website. Uh, on Instagram and on TikTok, I believe even, I'm uh, Yana Coaching. <laughs> um, I have a YouTube channel as well, which is Yana H Coaching. 
And um, then I am on LinkedIn. I think that's Yana, father-daughter relationship coach, like the whole thing. I think mm-hmm. I'm the only one there who's called Yana, father-daughter relationship coach. So you can find me on there. Um, the website is the easiest, but I shoot content daily, especially on Instagram and Facebook. It's all linked. So it's very easy to, to find me. And soon I'm going to publish um, where to find my book on Amazon. All right. All right. We can't end it no better than that. Uh, to my listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. Make sure you guys go hug your daughters and let them know you love them. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Hi, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And on my podcast, are you looking for inspiration? Hi, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And on my podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. To deal with their problems, heal from the pain, and to fulfill their purpose. So check out our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even on Audible. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel at Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Until then, see you soon. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com.